Hello and welcome to Camera Eats First. My name is Devin. And I'm Catherine. And together we are Two Market Girls. We run a vegan YouTube channel and a blog, and this is our podcast where we talk about things like veganism, how we make our recipes, how we run our blog, some of our favorite food content. And for today's episode, we are going to be talking about food. More specifically, vegan foods that might help non-vegans incorporate some more vegan meals into their week. Mm-hmm. Because in uh, some of our last couple episodes, we got like, I don't know, maybe a little bit negative or maybe just we were focusing more on like the challenges that yeah. non-vegans might face. So we kind of got thinking maybe we should talk about some solutions or some help <laughs> that we can provide <laughs> instead of just always being like, yeah, that's this is this is something that, that's struggle. Well, yeah, that's not going to work. Well, <laughs> see, look, that's not working out there either. So let's talk about what uh, non-vegans can do and what yes. they should maybe try to eat. Because, I mean, we still remember what that transition is like, kind of, right? And even being surrounded by non-vegans all the time, I think, keeps you more in tune with it. Yes and no, at least for me. I just get frustrated now. <laughs> I've been noticing more and more where like the longer I'm vegan, the more I'm like the more frustrated I get because I'm like, like it's been seven years. You've seen what I can eat. You've seen that I can survive. How are you not eating more plant-based by now? <laughs> I mean, that thought does cross my mind too, where I think, am I making this look difficult or <laughs> uncomfortable or like it doesn't taste good? Yeah. And I I don't think I am and they don't at least like the people that I've talked to which is basically just my family that I live <laughs> with who are none of them are vegan. Like they don't think that I make it look difficult or anything like that. They're just like not really focused on making many more changes than they already have with yeah. our meals. Yeah. But it did get me thinking and asking them, you know, like what what do you think are the vegan meals or foods that we make? Because I kind of thought we should leave restaurant food out of it. Yeah. Just because that can vary so much depending on where you live. Yeah. And also because like not everyone's able to just eat out. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like what are the meals that we make at home or even just the foods? It doesn't have to be an entire meal that you like and you would say to an, a fellow non-vegan like oh this would be a good thing you should try this thing i really like this thing yeah now full disclaimer i was supposed to ask my family too but i completely forgot and they're all <laughs> sleeping right now <laughs> so i'm gonna make some educated guesses based on like what they make on their own without me that's plant-based and you know what hutch enjoys when i make <laughs> Yeah, you, you're still fairly familiar with their eating habits anyways, so. Yeah. Do you want me to go first with Sure, it? yeah. Okay, because they really kind of, they struggled a little bit with the question Really? Yeah, I know. I was like, what do you mean? You don't have an answer. This and is not a dad, good sign. <laughs> I know. I was kind of like, is, is this a difficult question? But it, it went the other direction where it was more like, well, it just feels like there's so many things mm. that we eat that we like. So then I tried to narrow it down a little bit more to be like, well, what, let's say we were having non-vegans over for dinner and we wanted to make a vegan meal. What do you think would be a good thing we should make for them? Yeah. Or even like, what is that meal that like when you move out and there's no longer a vegan in the house that they're still going to add to their regular weekly menu? That too, that too. And we kind of 
honestly, like the first thing that we all really, really agreed on was pasta. Any particular kind of pasta? Uh, well, my sister mentioned our sun-dry- creamy sun-dried tomato pasta so good. that we made earlier this year. But it it is so good. I made that a couple weeks ago for everybody. And it was a hit across the board, even with my brother, who can be a little bit uh, <laughs> picky, let's say. I feel like that's just like brother's duties is just to uh, be apparently. picky and annoying. <laughs> yeah, because of all of us, he's kind of the one who stands out where he will really protest the vegan choices, but then also still eat them. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he can still recognize like, oh, yeah, this... T- I mean, it doesn't taste bad. It tastes fine. Yeah. But he still wants the non-vegan things. So, but yeah, so that pasta. And then also the spaghetti and meatballs that I make that is based on Roy Choi's uh, recipe that uses Beyond Meat for the meatballs. That one is a pretty big hit. I will say there's usually non-vegan meatballs on the table as well. But I think we're all in agreement that the vegan meatballs are really, really good. Who are you? hi you the person who never liked meatballs i know all of a sudden loves meatballs maybe that's even more of a testament to plant-based meat (laughs) i think so i just i can't get over how much i like the flavor like it doesn't really taste like any other kind of beyond meat foods that i eat Mm -hmm. and even like we had um some leftover meatballs this week so we put them on our pizza and even that was just like just like crumbled it up so it was like a meat topping oh my god it's so good <laughs> um okay so like pasta that i mean i feel like that's an easy go-to for a lot of people especially i find if you're somebody who's like trying to eat more plant-based pasta is an easy one to understand that like oh yeah it's easy to make this vegan like meat isn't in every pasta dish and unless you're making pasta from scratch then it or you're buying fresh pasta at the grocery store most dry pasta is vegan friendly as well so i feel like that's a really easy go-to for people when they're trying to eat more plant-based is just like simple pastas like that i mean not that that sun-dried tomato one is simple or the meatball one is simple there's a lot of stuff that goes into it but is a pasta like that but question when you guys are like i mean you guys are at the a different point like you're not making like just pasta and sauce you're actually making like pasta dishes do you think like to me when i think of like pasta i'm like sometimes to me i'm like that's not necessarily though a sustainable meal option for people because it's not like you can't just be like here's sauce here's pasta like you can every once in a while sometimes it's delicious but like you know adding some protein in there is always a good idea things like that so like beyond meatballs is like a go-to for you guys but is there other things i would say probably if we're adding some kind of protein and or like veg yeah oh yeah definitely vegetables i mean we'll always have a salad anyways no matter mm-hmm. what meal we're having. Really? Yeah. I That's Okay, so my, my mom. mom my mom does that all the time too. Where like she'll just I was like, I wonder what at what point do you get to be that person? Where like cuz like I feel like me and you make like one dish meals. We're like we're making a stir fry or we're making a pasta and that's all you're having. Maybe you're adding garlic bread to the side for the pasta, but that's kind of all you're making. You're not making like three or four different things to create a plate. I wonder when you get to that point. (laughs) I just always forget. Like, honestly, sometimes me and dad will be cooking the meal and my mom will come in and be like, so are we doing a salad? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so 
You always have a salad on the side of your pasta too. Yeah. Um, so as far as we did talk a little bit about proteins and stuff like that. And I think, again, I'm going to go to Beyond because like I would say throw Beyond Sausage in some of those pastas. I Yeah, I will say a good like vegan sausage pasta is never a bad idea. Honestly, even if you don't have access to Beyond, I find once it's in like a sauce, it's harder to tell that it's kind of like not quite the same texture of sausage because now it's just an add-in, right? Um, like I made a sausage pasta recently with uh, the Very Good Butcher's sausages. So good. Delicious. Yeah, and I kind of feel like there's quite a few sausages these days that are up to like a good enough quality that a non-vegan could I think they would still be critical but you could just say well just think of it as a different type of sausage because we talked about that with the meatballs too when I was talking to my parents because we were like what if we served this to let's say like our non-vegan relatives or something who are used to the meatballs that say my grandma used to make and they're they can be a little bit more dense than when you make the beyond meat ones and I said well let's just like not frame it as it's beyond meat or anything like that just pretend that it's a different meat that is just like a little bit softer or something and not as firmly packed of a meatball and just think of it like that yeah this is one of the things that like we talk about so much is like phrasing things in a way that it's not replacing anything it's just a new version of it and as long as that version tastes good to you what's the harm in eating it Yeah, it really does feel like so much of it is about managing expectations in a way. Yeah. Because even yesterday we made like a smoked salmon type spread, mm-hmm. right? And so I brought it home for because I wanted my non-vegan yeah, family to try it. Yeah, I got my mom it. to try it too. Okay, so we've got to swap notes here. Yeah. So I, I set it out and I said, just try it. I'm like, well, what is it? No, I just want you to try it and then we'll discuss what it is. Because I didn't want them going in with anything. So my dad tries some on a cracker he's like, oh, is it like, uh, I'm getting like tuna vibes. Okay, so, so seafood. Yeah, right away they were feeling the seafood vibes. So I'm like, okay, that's that's good. That's what we're going for. And then I said, it's supposed to kind of be like a smoked salmon. They're like, okay, I get it. I definitely get seafood. It might not be like perfect, but I definitely get that, that we're going for that profile, that flavor profile. Yeah, my mom guessed salmon. What? <laughs> Yeah. She was like trying it. I was like, what does that taste like to you? She's like, I don't know. It has kind of like a fishy taste to it. I was like, but like what specifically? She's like, I don't know, maybe salmon. And I was like, whoa. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And so do you think that if we had told them what it was supposed to be at first, maybe they still would have said it, but we know it's more genuine, right? Yeah. Because I think when somebody in like same goes for us too like I think when somebody goes in if you're like hey this is a smoked salmon dip and you're like okay I know what smoked salmon dips taste like this is what I'm looking for this is what I'm looking for blah 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 blah. they go in and they're like well I notice all the things wrong with it first because this is I know this tastes like this but this is wrong this is wrong but then when you go in just trying something without really knowing what it's supposed to be in quotes then you can just focus on what you enjoy because you're not focusing on what's missing from the flavor Mm -hmm. because you have no idea what the flavor is supposed to be (laughs) yeah yeah and so I think when we start thinking about the foods that oh what are good ones for non-vegans to try it's the ones that kind of can work in favor of getting rid of those expectations as well where they're not necessarily trying to be like I wouldn't tell a non-vegan oh try this vegan rib 
Yeah. Something like that. Because that's like way too intensive trying to replicate and those expectations are way too high. So you have to go for those ones that are kind of like, it's just a different version of a food you already like and it tastes delicious. Yeah. My parents make a ton, they make them more than I do, uh, cauliflower wings all the time. Like when cauliflower's on sale, my mom is buying two and making like three to four trays of buffalo cauliflower so then she has leftovers in the fridge amazing and she enjoys them cold leftover better than fresh which i find funny (laughs) i mean they are surprisingly really good leftover yeah but do you think it's is it replacing their um chicken wing craving or is it just like a really good way to eat that vegetable yeah i don't think it's replacing anything chickeny because they still eat chicken wings from time to time (laughs) but i think it's like it's just one of the things they just really enjoy its flavor and the texture and everything so i think they haven't probably i mean i don't know everything they eat but i would imagine (laughs) they have it more than they have uh actual chicken wings but it doesn't stop them from eating chicken wings from time to time too Sometimes they'll like do a mixture where they'll bake a bunch of buffalo of cauliflower bites, but then they'll also bake some chicken wings and have like both. So it's not really replacing it, but it's just a really good meal they enjoy. Yeah, and it is again like helping them enjoy a more vegetable focused item. You know what I mean? Like it's the whole idea of ve- uh, leveling up your veggies. Yeah, and I feel like even if you're having chicken wings with it, like normally when you make chicken wings, you're probably just having chicken wings. Like there's nothing else. Now at least you're splitting your plate between like chicken wings and cauliflower. Yeah, yeah, and taking some of the focus off of the meat being the best part because clearly they like the cauliflower just as much. Yeah, honestly, most of the time they're making just cauliflower and then sometimes it's with the chicken. They love the buffalo cauliflower. It's like a whole event. Everybody comes down to eat it. Amazing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like that one probably actually stands like further beyond your parent a trend just for your parents because that's also something we've seen pop up in a lot of restaurant menus as an appetizer it's like so good there's something about like buffalo sauce smothered anything that's just delicious obviously and like when it's got a like crispy shell like i think it's got the best like it's got a good balance of flavors that are familiar enough but then the textures complement everything so well because usually it's a crispy outside the inside is like uh tender but also not taking away from the flavor on the outside because cauliflower actually can be pretty bland it's almost the perfect kind of vegetable to let the buffalo sauce and like the crispy coating shine and i think people just kind of forget they're eating a vegetable honestly yeah i do (laughs) all the time yeah but i just got a big plate of veggies here to me it's like smothering cauliflower in like a cheese sauce like it's the same thing cauliflower is just a great vessel for something because it's kind of bland (laughs) it's a great vessel for buffalo sauce and cheese sauce (laughs) yeah and i mean we make it with barbecue sauce here too because buffalo is a little bit too spicy for some yeah my my parents do barbecue sauce too yeah like a good mix and then you got a little heat and a little sweet almost yeah my parents probably do a combination of like a barbecue sauce with a few dashes of frank's red hot oh yeah to spice up the barbecue sauce a little bit yeah. I usually, I'm usually the one who brings down the buffalo sauce and be like, hi, can you do some in this, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so beyond like pasta and cauliflower wings, uh, we also 
discussed a little bit like our common ones are usually like a curry especially like a thai curry are really good and indian curries as well those cuisine like it makes sense to me because leaning on cuisines that already have a lot of plant-based options is a really easy way for people to kind of forget that what they're eating is vegan because it already kind of is almost exactly the same as what they've always been eating from that cuisine yeah that's what i said too i was like when we talk about those foods like vegetarianism and veganism to a certain extent is already so much more common in those foods and in those dishes so it would make sense that those are really good ones to suggest because they've been doing it all along they're like hi newsflash this is our we already know (laughs) yeah like chana masala is for the most part from what i understand mostly vegan like traditionally so like if people already have that going out to an indian food restaurant then like it's not a change for them to all of a sudden start eating that a little bit more (laughs) yeah so those have been really like we made a red thai curry this week and as my dad was making it he was like this is so good oh my gosh it tastes so good and it's also just because the a recipe like that it just has so much flavor into it at so many different levels that you don't even feel like you've lost anything whereas with some other foods that um depend so much more on the meat bringing something to it it's harder for them to get to that level but he was like obsessed with it as he was making it that's funny but like that yeah that makes complete sense to me like any i feel like a lot of like asian cuisines make sense why people enjoy plant-based meals from that because a lot of them are either lean towards vegetarian or they just don't have such a heavy focus on meat all the time in not all of their dishes some of them do but like in a lot of their dishes they're very vegetable heavy and vegetable forward so it's when people get takeout or go to a restaurant from that that's kind of what they're used to already Mm -hmm. and then we kind of got into this discussion of tofu tofu I'm tofu's biggest fan. It's, well, it's kind of like, how or when do you introduce tofu to the non-vegan? <laughs> I, I really feel bad for tofu. Like, I feel oh. like it's gotten such a bad rep in North America. Like, and I don't know why. Like, there are so many things that in North American cuisines we eat that is also, quote unquote, bland, that you have to add flavor to. But for some reason, people just hate on tofu so much. Like cauliflower is an example. (laughs) Yeah. No, it makes zero sense. And I don't know if it's because people just haven't learned how to cook it properly. Like you said, if they're cooking these other foods blandly, they're not going to like those foods either. So we kind of talked about if what are the tofu dishes that stand out. Like I know tofu is a hard sell for a lot of non-vegans because like you said, they just have this preconceived idea that they don't like tofu or they're not going to like tofu. So one of the dishes we talked about was our tofu souvlaki, like the Greek style one that we made last summer, because I still make that probably a few times a month. So it has become like probably my favorite too, just because like you let that tofu soak up the marinade, you cook it really well. If you tear it into pieces too, you get like the crispy and the texture. And I, I think that that's one that I would put on the table with non-vegans. I think you'd have to probably have some meat there the first time but let them have like both so they can be like i like the chicken but i also you know this tofu is pretty good and that's like a baby step yeah i will say i don't think i've ever cooked tofu for a non-vegan 
because like i i'm just so like i don't want anyone to not enjoy their experience so like it is a hard one to know when to introduce tofu to somebody like i think i'd almost rather introduce tofu like treating somebody to lunch at a restaurant that i know cooks it really well like i think i'd almost like trust somebody else to do it justice more than i would in a way i don't i don't know why like i'd rather go to like an asian restaurant and get like a tofu stir fry or a tofu dish that I know that I'm like, oh, they'll probably like this because we're just getting Chinese takeout or something. So Chinese or Chinese uh, tofu is a really difficult one to no one should introduce. Or I almost can see like introducing tofu in like a curry or something where it's not like the main focus of the meal, but it's just also there. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think I think the key is one introducing it in a way that it's like not the only option they have but also like you said you want to give them like the best example and I, you can't always get a restaurant around you that yeah, can yeah, do yeah. that and so for me too sometimes it's just been i'm making the tofu for myself because i need some to eat but i'll make sure there's enough on the table and other people will take some to try it so they're still getting that those little like tastes and samples of it and I think like each time they want a little bit more actually that's literally what's happening with my sister she's going more for the tofu than the other meat because yeah just because it's always on the table so she'll always just try some and like oh well I'm not really liking the meat tonight I'm just more more tofu more tofu so I think it's just like having it there and also having those go-to recipes that do it justice but like this go like what about what if you're having a dinner party you don't live with your family anymore you you it's just you you're having a dinner party with a bunch of non-vegans i assume you're not gonna make chicken for them like i think i think that concept of like making sure it's not their only option works really well when you live with non-vegans who are also cooking alongside you but what if you live alone I don't know. I I think it would depend on who was coming over. Like, I would not be opposed to trying to or having someone bring chicken or something Mm. like that so that they had the option, just so that there was both. Like, I would rather them have the chicken but also be open to trying the tofu than just serving them the tofu and, I don't know, them not enjoying it. Like, I would rather just... Well, I would rather just do it slowly because I know how slow I was to go vegan. So I'm not going to like just throw them in cold turkey because I don't think I would have liked that. I don't know. It depends on the people, though. It really depends on the people. Yeah. I think the only different the only thing I'm thinking of is that it's like that whole thing of like we're not telling they're not going vegan in one night. They're just having one vegan meal. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So it, it is an interesting concept to try and navigate that when you're hosting people who might not be so inclined to like vegan food. Yeah. And I think about it, too, like every time I go to a dinner or we have a family dinner, too, there's always like some of my food. And then some of everybody else's food. And so those are also lots of times when the non-vegans in my family will try some of these foods. So, I mean, that's a lot of pressure, first of all. (laughs) Yeah. But we did get to talking about kind of those bigger meals, like those more, the holiday meals and what you serve for those. Because one of the ones that I've made several times is that hot for food roast, the one that's like got the layers and it's wrapped in puff pastry. And that is one food that, I've made several times and every time like 
none of the non-vegans are choosing it over the turkey. Yeah. But they're always having a piece of it and very much enjoying it. Yeah. So for me, like, that's a small win. Like, I know the turkey is a hard thing to Which I don't get. Turkey's not good. Like, talk about bland food. (laughs) That's what I said, too. I was like, like, if we're being real here... There are other meats that just like the flavor and when you get a good one, it's so much better. Like turkey isn't one of the standout ones. Right? Like that I've even before going vegan, I never ate turkey because I was like, this is so boring. (laughs) It's everything around the turkey that actually makes it better. Yeah. But like turkey, it's just one of those like nostalgia things. I feel like people like, no, you eat you eat turkey on Thanksgiving. It's not Thanksgiving without turkey on the table. Well, it's literally what my dad said. He's like, well, you know, there's so many, like, memories associated with turkey and just, like, emotions and stuff like that. I was like, well, that's that's fair. But can we acknowledge that it's kind of a basic meat? But I also do think the memories are around the meal as a whole, not the one dish in particular. Unless there's, like, some sort of secret recipe that, like, an ancestor made and it's been, like, passed down. I can understand that. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think it is. It's the experience as a whole. It's, it shouldn't be just that I don't think the turkey can really steal the show. Come I was going to say, like, maybe <laughs> someone out there has made a great turkey, but I really think that's a difficult task. <laughs> and like I said, like, I could see other meats being the meats that would steal the show if they're on the table. I'm sorry. I just don't think turkey is that one. <laughs> no offense, turkeys. You just don't taste that good. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. But it's you're adorable. Yeah, it's yeah. for the best that you don't taste good. Because we're trying to save your lives. (laughs) But yeah, sorry, back to big family meals. For my, see, I mean, we don't really do, I mean, I don't know how big your family meals are. Mine are usually just with my immediate family, like the people I live with and grandparents, and that's about it. Aunts, maybe, but sometimes it hasn't even been them. Um, So honestly, everything, my mom has been really great doing it like she just doesn't tell people she's substituting milk for soy milk or whatever like and we know nobody has allergies or anything like that so and no one's ever noticed ever like the stuffing is vegan the mashed potatoes are vegan because my parents use vegan butter to be to start with anyways like everything is vegan on the table except the turkey and the gravy because the gravy is made from the turkey So, like, all I have to do is make my... Actually, I don't even make my main. I give my mom a tofurkey roast or, like, a ham (laughs) roast, and she bakes that, too. (laughs) So, like, yeah, I'm not like you. I really don't make a showy main for mine because I also know, like, my family will try it, but I'm just too lazy to do that anyways. I'd rather spend my time on desserts than anything else. So I just buy one of those tofurkey things and just bake it. And those are, like, I've done that in the recent ones where it wasn't the big family thing and it was just my family because of, you know, panini. <laughs> so I've done more of the tofurkey ones. And, I mean, they are good. Like, they hit the spot. Especially the ham one. It is yeah. so good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I do have family members that also try it. Like, they are they don't think it's better than turkey, which still blows my mind. Um, but they still try it and they're like, yeah, it's pretty good. But yeah, basically all I have to make, usually I make myself like a gravy or it just comes with it. (laughs) But usually I make myself like a mushroom gravy because I don't really like the gravy that comes with it. Um, And then I'll make myself, uh, even like the Caesar salad, 
I just give them vegan Caesar dressing to put on and she makes like bacon on the side so people can add it to it and then I make my own bacon for the side and then we can add it to it. So like even the Caesar salad's vegan and like she doesn't add cheese to it. I give her like vegan parm and no one notices like no one notices at all and like I feel like I almost the first couple years I didn't want to like give it away by like eating it and they're like oh my god wait (laughs) this is vegan so I like would like quietly grab things and like just like a little bit and just like eat it no one notices and no one cares it's like that tiktok song nobody's gonna know how would they know (laughs) no one's gonna know yeah and I mean a lot of our side dishes have become that way too like the mashed potatoes, I think we'll usually make vegan, all the vegetable sides. I think we're still at vegan stuffing and non-vegan stuffing because they'll make it from inside the bird. So really? No, my yeah. mom hasn't made stuffing inside the turkey. My mom, she stopped when she was like, it's just too small. Like we need more <laughs> I mean, stuffing than that. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. My mom was always making extra stuffing outside the turkey anyway. She's like, so I'm just going to make it all outside of the turkey. (laughs) I mean, it is arguably one of the best parts of the meal. It's the best part of the meal, without a doubt. But like, is the only difference between the two stuffings that it's inside the turkey? Or is there actually other stuff in it that makes it not vegan? I, I don't actually know how they make it. I think that's one of the biggest ones, though. I can't think of anything because I don't think in our house we put any other kind of meat in it like I know some people will put like sausage and stuff in it I don't think we do anything like that Mm -hmm. I don't know if anything is soaked in a broth stuff like that I don't know so so the you basically have the main meat in the stuffing that's not vegan and gravy I would assume gravy yeah yeah so like we're almost similar yeah we're getting we're getting there and you know it's been a process for all of us. <laughs> okay, so then other categories we haven't talked about are breakfast and dessert. Yes. I mean, dessert, in my opinion, is the easiest meal. And that's what we all agreed on, too. Like, a lot of the desserts are, like, no problem at all. I still don't really... Un- I think people often lump veganism with gluten-free <laughs> in a sense that, like, they think like gluten-free, I can understand people being hesitant towards gluten-free desserts because gluten-free desserts are really hard to make. Gluten's a really key part to a lot of desserts. So I can understand like it changes the whole composition of a dessert when you remove gluten. When you remove milk, it doesn't change much. And like eggs and some things, yes, but like there are good substitutes out there. The texture of vegan options when it comes to desserts isn't different for most desserts. Yeah, I was going to say, unless we're talking about a really, really egg-heavy dessert. And, like, specifically to egg-white-heavy dessert, it can be kind of hard to replicate. Yeah, or even, like, I don't know, I guess cheesecakes can be difficult, too. Like, things like that. Yeah. But the rest of your desserts are pretty simple to swap out, and they won't even know. Yeah, like, if you're making cookies, if you're making a basic cake, if you're making literally pretty much anything. A lot of puff pastries are vegan already, like accidentally vegan. There's so many things. Whatever you're making, for the most part, no one would be able to tell. Are desserts maybe the best like first gateway drug into veganism? I honestly think a vegan donut is the best gateway or like a good chocolate chunk cookie. Yeah. Donuts and if you could just keep like being like, look at these donuts and cookies. Try them. Wow. Want some tofu? More. (laughs) No, not yet. Okay, back to the donut. That's okay. That's okay. (laughs) But yeah, no, I honestly think desserts are the easiest thing. Like, I 
Hutch's favorite dessert I make is cranberry ham pies. Mm. <laughs> he also, we get a lot of sweets from the earth, uh, Nanaimo bars. Oh, really likes those a lot. The peppermint okay. Nanaimo bars. Um, we also ha- buy that accidentally vegan Nanaimo bar mix and then mm-hmm. just add in the vegan substitutes for what it calls for. And like, yeah, desserts are really not an issue. Yeah, completely agree. I feel like desserts at most family functions could already be all vegan if I was just in charge. If you were in charge or if people knew how to substitute properly. Yeah, yeah. And like really the difficult thing there is even though they might know how to substitute, they might not already have the ingredients. And if they don't want to have to go and buy like a bunch of butter that they might not use again, I'm happy to help or I'm happy to take the butter home with me afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) So like my mom makes uh, our pumpkin pie now completely vegan. She looked up, I think she uses, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't taste like chicken. Is that her blog? It doesn't taste like chicken uh, recipe for the pumpkin pie. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so she does that. And I'm pretty sure they're all vegan. <laughs> and then sometimes she'll buy like an accidentally vegan pie from the grocery store, like an apple pie or something. Mm, good finds. That I mean, that's the other thing too. Accidentally vegan finds. Mm-hmm. And then usually I make a bunch of desserts because that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most of the time, there isn't really anything on the dessert table that I can't eat at an immediate family function, unless they're getting some sort of like traditional, like Portuguese or Maltese dessert or something like that, then they're not vegan, but... That's okay. You're working on veganizing in all of them anyways. Yes. Okay. So I think, I think breakfast is a tough one still. Yeah. Yeah. No, depending on what people like to eat for breakfast. Like if you like a sweet breakfast. I, yeah. I think pancakes, waffles, really easy thing to veganize. Mm-hmm. Um, I even think like a biscuit is actually a pretty easy thing to veganize. Like there's a lot of really easy to veganize desserts, I think, or desserts, breakfast. But I think it becomes difficult when it comes down to if you like eggs for your breakfast or you like bacon for your breakfast. Like what do you do there? Yeah, like that classic eggs, bacon, toast, hash browns kind of thing, which is what we have in my house a lot for our brunches. Um, so there's, I mean, I always make a tofu scramble. That's usually my go-to. And they'll usually be a regular scramble and a tofu scramble. And people will have both. And they like they like both. They don't like the scramble enough to not have the egg scramble. I'm not sure if we're going to get there or not. But the other interesting thing that I keep introducing, more just for myself, but are like egg sauces or try to eat like yolky sauces that I've been testing like so many recipes that I come across and usually I'm the one being more critical of it than they are whereas they're like mm, this is a pretty good sauce this is really good I'm like yeah but you know what? it's not do you think it's eggy enough I don't know it's not <laughs> it's not doing it for me and they're like I mean I don't know about that but it's good yeah so they're almost doing a better job of saying that part than I am because I'm like no it's not <laughs> <laughs> Um, have you ever tried making, I think it's edgy veg, her mung bean, uh, scramble recipe? Cause it's like the same ingredients that just egg does. And like, she just makes it at home. Yeah, no, I haven't tried that one yet, but I keep seeing people post about it. Yeah, you should, de- I, I haven't tried it yet either. I really want to try it, but I think that would be a good one to test instead of a tofu scramble to see if it improves anything. Cause we don't have the liquid just egg here either. And it's also expensive. So it's it would be a cool one to test to see how... Because, like, have they tried the Just Egg Patties? 
Uh, I think they've maybe like taken a piece off of mine, but no one seems to want one. Oh, interesting. I know. I'm like, what part of this is making you hesitant? I mean, the other part of me is like, yeah, stay away. They're mine. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I'm not sure why they're hesitant. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Although I am kind of tempted to like chop it up and put it in a fried rice or something like that and do it, use it that way. Even though I still want to keep it all for myself, but I don't know. <laughs> Just to, like, have them try it more. I wonder if they're, like, freaked out by the square nature of it. <laughs> like, the science of it? Like No, just, like, natural. you look at it, you look at it, and you're like, it's just a square. It's a square block of egg. <laughs> I don't know, like, I like yeah. I picture that when I go to, like, a fast food place, that's what your patty is going to look like. But when you're making eggs at home, they're not really square blocks. It probably, yeah, it probably is that. But I feel like once you taste it, you get past that. Because taste it and texture. It is so good. Yeah. So how has your breakfast sausage game gone? Uh, okay, so usually it will, for me, it'll be like a garden breakfast patty, mm-hmm. which I think my sister is starting to choose that. My mom prefers tempeh bacon over anything else. Your mom's very health focused too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's understandable. Yeah. And like, to be honest, most of the time, the non-vegan bacon or sausage or whatever is for my dad or my brother. And like, maybe my sister will have a piece or two, but she would usually be okay with having the vegan option too. Yeah. So like I said, a garden patty or the President's Choice breakfast sausages are good. Even the, we had the Eve's breakfast sausages recently. I love the Eve's breakfast sausages. Yeah. Also really good. Especially like if you pan fry them in enough oil so that they get really crispy on the outside or butter. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, sometimes I'll get lazy and just do some of the like light life bacon or whatever, which is not like the the best vegan bacon, but it's still. That's to say, like, I don't think it, it does not substitute bacon. It doesn't have the same texture, but it tastes really good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's almost a better um, like sandwich bacon or burger bacon or like salad bacon than it is a breakfast bacon. Just, yeah, just eating it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So w- as far as those things, like the sausages are usually the things that they're like, oh, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that the meat is almost an easier sell than the egg. Yeah, but I also think that's because companies have put more focus into meats before they have eggs like we're still waiting on more egg options yeah and everything else outside of beef (laughs) that too (laughs) i would be curious if you ever try the mung bean one and see how it goes because like it looks really good yeah no i will totally try it like i've tried chickpea flour egg before i really enjoy it but i i am well aware that it is not a substitute for egg in a sense of like flavor and taste but i think it's really good (laughs) again it has its moments i think with that too Mm -hmm. you know like when you make it almost like into an omelet or and put it in a sandwich like i think it works better there for me than it would like as a scramble yeah But, like, I haven't actually tried making my parents breakfast, so I don't know if they've ever had a vegan breakfast. Um, Maybe I should try one of these days, make them a breakfast. But, like, my mom, like, I'm pretty sure this is what her breakfast sandwich is literally, like, egg, cheese, and bacon, and that's it. (laughs) Like, that's it. So it's, like, 
so animal product heavy that I'm like, I don't think I could replicate this well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, my my brother too, obviously. Lots of Sorry, not bacon. There's sausage in it. She puts sausage. Okay. Well, my brother likes a lot of eggs, a lot of cheese, that kind of stuff. But he has still tried some of my scrambles and been like impressed. Like he likes them, but they're not going to replace the eggs. Yeah. I'm trying to think if she even puts egg in it. I think it might just be sausage and cheese. It's like borderline just a grilled cheese. Yeah, like she or a gets a burger. It's a breakfast burger. What she orders from, <laughs> what she orders from Timmy's is called the Simply Sausage, and I'm pretty sure it's just sausage and cheese. That's a breakfast burger. I'm calling it that now. Okay. <laughs> but I know she also she wants to try making, and I think she wants to try making them ve- not vegan. So I'm gonna try and convince her to make them try and make them vegan. But she wants to try and make like a cheese scone. She used oh, to get those so a lot easy, too. So good. Mm-hmm. Delicious. I made those a couple months ago because I really wanted a bis- biscuit breakfast sandwich. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Going back to desserts for a second. My mom's favorite dessert I have ever made is the popcorn cookies. So random. Uh, she is obsessed with them. Like I had extras baked like just on the side of my table and she came up and she's like, can are these extras? And I was like, yes, mom, you can have them. And she's like, okay, I'll take one for your dad and two for me. (laughs) So yeah, popcorn cookies are a win in this house. Which, I mean, when you find accidentally vegan butter popcorn. Oh, so good. That's a good day. Um, But yeah, back to breakfast. So I, maybe I'll, maybe I will try and make a vegan breakfast for my family. See how it goes. Yeah. But yeah, do you have like, so when you're making, because you make brunch a lot for your fam, is there ever a time where it's all vegan or is there always some non-vegan things there? There's always non-vegan things there. Got it. So even like, have you ever done like just straight up waffles or is there always like a side of bacon or something like that? Uh, no, I guess there probably have been a few times where we'll just do waffles or before just do pancakes because I'm just like, I don't want to do too much this morning. Can we just keep it simple so yeah in those yeah in those times we have and all the toppings too on top of the waffles or the pancakes already yeah. vegan so. i imagine usually that's mostly fruit and stuff yeah and syrup yeah but yeah no i think breakfast is probably the hardest meal of the day i think so too especially maybe even the everyday breakfast like wait what do people eat the simple ones well yeah. like my parents often make <laughs> hash browns for breakfast it's just like hash browns and then sometimes they'll like cook bacon and egg and my mom will have like an easy sandwich or something like that like those are probably the go-to because like i i will admit like if you're trying to replace eggs there's no simple replacement for that like tofu is as simple as you're gonna get but it's not the same as egg (laughs) no no and like in my house on days when we're not having brunch so like six days a week the like the big big breakfast thing in the house is yogurt a lot of yogurt everybody eats yeah everybody eats lots of yogurt and so i'm always asking them like so like what is what is it about the yogurt yeah uh, do you want to try some coconut one time or i gave my parents the uh president's choice yogurt because i hated it so much and my dad's like i think it's good i was like wait what's wrong with you I mean, that's good. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, they won't buy it on their own, but... Yeah. I think they're a flavored yogurt type of person, like fruit type mm. deal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Well, I think most my, humans are, so. Yeah, not my mom and dad, but my brother and sister eat a lot more of the flavored yogurt. And they they haven't dabbled into vegan yogurt yet? No. Interesting. Have they even, like, they haven't even tried that, the Maison Riviera one or whatever? Because it's so good. I don't think they have, like, I have some in the fridge right now, I have the mango passion fruit. So I should just be like, just try it. Yeah, because I think it's a really good yogurt. I do, too. I keep trying to say, like, I think you would like it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, yeah, breakfast is definitely a challenge. Mm-hmm. So even, so even if people just focused on other meals, because we know, like, everybody going completely vegan isn't realistic, but if people just focus on the other meals, that's a win, right? Mm-hmm. We can recognize that breakfast is a tough one. So if you can't do breakfast, that's okay. And to be honest, like, I feel like so many people don't even have time for breakfast. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's probably like a bagel or something or a bowl yeah. of cereal, like to go. Yeah. Have you ever tried cream cheese with your family? Like a vegan cream cheese? I don't. I can't keep track of when they try the things that I have <laughs> in the fridge and when they don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but maybe they have in certain foods. Yeah. But still not switching it out because cream cheese is another big one in the house too. Dairy, honestly. So much dairy. Dairy can be a difficult thing to replicate. Yeah. Like the, like the taste, the like right consistency the right feeling that you get like it, like the satisfaction of it it's it's a difficult thing to replicate when it's the sole thing when it's not like mixed into something yeah which is also actually something that i discussed with my family last night because i don't know if it was my mom or my dad but someone said pizza what about pizza and it was kind of like well it really depends on the person's relationship with cheese wait do you guys eat a lot of vegan pizza well, we make pizza at home a lot, so we'll have a vegan one and a non-vegan one. And, and do my, they eat the vegan one? Well, me and my mom always have the vegan one. If there's leftover pizza and that's the only leftover there is, my brother will have some, but he will put non-vegan cheese on it. Got it. Okay, <laughs> so it it's interesting that they even brought up pizza, considering a lot of them don't even eat the vegan one. Well, that's what, like I said, and because cheese on pizza is a pretty big part of pizza for a lot of people right the cheese so we that's why i said it depends on what they're coming to the pizza for like if all the other toppings are kind of doing more that you don't notice the cheese as much then i think yeah give them a slice but if they really really need the cheese to stand out yeah it's not gonna it's not it it's not there yet yeah if you're a cheese pizza person you're not gonna be happy with vegan pizza sorry I'm not happy with vegan pizza. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But um, yeah, that's interesting that they even brought up pizza. Well, I think just because we've made some really good pizzas sometimes. I think too. Like, I think when, like, if I think of pizza with by a non-vegan saying it, I'm assuming they mean like pepperoni pizza, you know, cheese pizza, which is why I'm like, wow, that's very interesting that they would have brought that up. But then like, if it's like a pizza that like we're making where it's like big mac pizza or something like this like yeah vegan pizza is bomb like we usually our main pizza toppings are sun-dried tomatoes olives peppers maybe some red onions like those are all so mediterranean those are always the go-tos for me because like those are the ones i want so they just end up on both pizzas yeah dang so mediterranean i didn't know you put sun-dried tomato on your pizza for me it kind of satisfies if i wanted some kind of like meaty or more yeah because it's got a good texture yeah, yeah so i'm always like yeah give me the sun-dried tomatoes 
<laughs> Interesting. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, so that's our discussion on non-vegans eating vegan food. I so badly want to be able to ask other non-vegans, but I'm also like, well, I don't know what you've been eating that's vegan. Yeah. You know? So it would more be like, let me cook a bunch for you and then tell me. Yeah. <laughs> but some honorable mentions is lasagna is always a good thing to get do. Like, my at least my lasagna, people always enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. I've done a blind taste test with that one, too, with a non-vegan having that one. And they didn't pick that one, though, right? They, I don't think they did, but they did say it was tough. Like, it was really close. Yeah. All right, guys. Lasagna. It's a recipe on our blog. It's honestly my the best vegan lasagna I've ever had. Again, I'm biased. I made it. But I think it replicates the cheesiness and the meatiness of a classic lasagna. And there's no vegetables in it. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's no layer of, like, mushrooms or anything like that. It's just a classic lasagna. Yeah. Um, But that's an honorable mention. Whenever we make that, that lasts in the house for, like, a week. Okay. Are there any other honorable mentions that we forgot about? Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, I think a stir fry is an honorable mention. I think it's always easy to make a delicious stir fry. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we did say teriyaki stir fry is a big win around here. Yeah. we're. I feel like we're, even when I was talking to them the other night, like we're forgetting so many foods. <laughs> right. But I still think that we've uh, given a lot of good suggestions or good starting points. Yeah. And uh, again, we come back to it so many times. A lot of times it's like mind over matter when it comes to these food choices, those expectations. Yes. All right. Well, if anybody else has, is a non-vegan or is a vegan that has non-vegans in their life, I would love to hear what are the dishes (laughs) or the foods that you're like, yeah. Devin needs to know. Honestly, I want to know. I know our vegan food shouldn't just be about pleasing non-vegans because it's for us. But ultimately, I think if it's, like I think I could almost eat anything yeah like both of us I think are pretty easygoing people so I think if it's pleasing non-vegans and we still enjoy it I think I'm fine with that yeah so I want to know about more of those yeah all right and if you want to check out any of our vegan recipes maybe some that we've mentioned or some that you can make for your non-vegan friends or yourself they're at tomarketgirls.com we're tomarketgirls on the YouTubes and you can DM us on all the socials if you've got questions concerns feedback or email us at tmarkergirls at gmail.com mm-hmm. that's gonna be it for this episode you know we didn't even talk about snacks oh snacks can be their own episode because <laughs> 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 we could just go on too long with snacks oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. snacks <laughs>